and and holy shit. My name is Adam. And I'm Melissa. And this is Below Below Freezing, Freezing, a podcast podcast. in which we talk about (laughs) films that have a Rotten Tomato score of 32% or less. That's where I typically mess up, so I just had to stop. No, that's great. And we'll we'll, we'll hint at why we did that in a few minutes. Um, so if you are, if you're tuning in to listen to this episode, uh, you've already seen the title. We're, we're talking about the 2017 film called Suburbicon. Um, Melissa, quick question. What was your familiarity with Suburbicon before we watched it this evening? Zero. Zero. Nothing. You were unaware of its existence. Yes. Okay. You were unaware of a Matt Damon julianne moore and oscar isaac film yeah okay now i i on the other hand uh i was aware that this movie existed um i didn't i didn't really know anything about it but it i i knew that it kind of flew under the radar i guess what you would call it well i guess that's a good good question i don't know i don't know um so Okay, so who picked... like did this go to theaters? It did. Okay, it did. It did. So, um, so in terms of who picked this movie, well, now, you did I because did. I had no idea. You did. That's true. The, yes. Uh, you didn't know the title of the movie until the no. movie started. Now, you was, still don't know who made the movie. Which I don't. I can't wait. Was to get this? There. You did drop a hint at the beginning, and you said this was a dollar treat. Now, pick. Okay. Was this a pick I picked? Yes. So, okay. I think hold it's on. because I saw these people on the cover. And I was right, like, wait, rightfully awesome. so. So, uh, Melissa, do you want to maybe spend, I don't know, 45 seconds telling the world about your Dollar Tree, I don't know, love, fascination? Okay. What's the right word? I want you to speak your truth. My name is Melissa St. John, mm-hmm. and I love the Dollar Tree. I go there multiple times a week. <laughs> yes, sometimes multiple times a day. Um- <laughs> Oh, I well, don't know. I'm, okay. I've only been a few times, I'm actually. to be funny. Uh, that has been a few times. And let me say, the few times I've gone to different to- Dollar Trees multiple times a day. Sure. You, Adam, have been with me. So, just, you know, <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm taking you down with me. Um, Are you talking about the day we went to three Dollar Trees in one day? Yeah. <laughs> because we did a movie hunt. Now. Yes, that's true. I have a fascination with the Dollar Tree. They have... Um, great craft stuff, great craft stuff. And I'm a designer, so, you know, um, but also they're just, you know, ever since they went to a dollar 25, they have some pretty good like name brand things. Okay. So you're telling me that that extra quarter we're seeing. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Good to know. We are definitely seeing it. So head to the dollar tree. If you have not been in a while, um, but I got Adam turned the world's our worlds merged they and did. it was quite now, it was quite incredible i've always seen actually i think adam you were the first person that sh- told me you picked up i don't know what movie it was one time you went to the dollar tree and you picked up a movie and i was like they have movies at the dollar tree and you were like oh my yes. god can i tell you what it was, what was i it? remember it was a john woo movie called the killer and i was like oh my god I've heard of this movie. Okay. I have to own this movie, and I bought it. And you bought it. And uh, God, that was like a year That's ago, a mi- right? A little, a little bit longer. Okay. Like, 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 right Beginning at COVID. the start. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that is. That's I kind of looked like anytime I would go to the Dollar Tree, I would look, but they were like they honestly, you guys, I would go to the Dollar Tree, <laughs> and there would be like CDs 
Like there still are. Um, yep. yeah, there would be CDs there and and like workout DVDs and just bad movies. Uh, that just didn't look good. So, or like lots of Star Trek. They have a lot of Star Trek like TV series, which sure. I'm not into. But you're you're not. Um, so I never really looked until this Christmas, this past Christmas, Christmas of twenty. 20- 21, right? Sure. I yep. forget that, what year we're that, in. No right worries. Now. 2021. I, I, there were a lot, a lot of movies, and there were Blu rays. And I saw Blu rays, and I was like, I'm picking this shit up for a dollar because it was a dollar. It didn't change to a dollar 25, at least in our area. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so I found a lot of movies. And then because I'm on my, like, I don't know, Adam. Our like love of movies, and I say our love because it has become it has turned into that. Yep. I like horror movies. You you like just all different types of movies. You found bad horror movies with like vinegar syndrome, like that whole oh, thing. Well, let's not I don't want to delve into that pot yet because right, we will like, get to that. And yeah. and then I shudder and mm-hmm. like bad horror movies. Well, the Dollar Tree tends to carry a lot of those bad a lot of horror shutter, movies a lot of that go yeah. on DVD. So I just started picking up my Dollar Tree movies, which has made Adam and I go, we're going to go to, the, we go to the Dollar Tree maybe once a month. And sometimes it's like, we have quite a few in our area. So when we say we hit three in a day, they're oh. in like a five mile radius yeah, yeah. of each it's other. Not, it's not like Very, we're, it's not yeah. like we're, <laughs> we're spanning all we're of Washington traveling State. Far. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, but we, we end up bringing home like 10, 15 movies. And I have to say, they have not let us down. No, well, especially with with Shutter specifically, like, and and don't get me wrong, we we had a Shutter subscription for a while, but like, it's one of those things where for adult, like, think about this: if you didn't have a Shutter subscription, you wanted to rent this somewhere, it'd be multiple dollars, yeah, or you could spend a dollar twenty five and own it. And you know me, I now have my life's mission is to own. Every movie yeah. ever. We're going to have a, um, basically, we're going to own a house one day. This is our goal. Mm-hmm. To have people come over and it would be like a, like Adam's movie collection would literally be a movie store. Like Quentin Tarantino. What I, he has a. Yeah. He, he basically has a replica of video archives, right. which is the place. It's, it's funny. I actually, So we'll have like a replica Hollywood video, even a, though you've never worked for them before. No, no. I've only stolen from I was going to say. That's true. That's a story for another, another <laughs> pod. I, I hope people listen to this and go, Adam stole from Hollywood well, video. No. A friend of his who worked there oh, no, no, did no, no, the no, stealing. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's leave it. Let's be vague. Let's, mm. let's just tantalize our listeners. Okay. Um, so, so long story short, we love the Dollar Tree. We got some <laughs> movies there. I picked this movie to try and break up the uh, the underworld shitstorm that I currently find myself in. Now, I will say, I gladly would have taken an underworld movie. I do have that. to say, um, 47 minutes into this movie, I made note. My note to Adam was, uh, Mr. St. John. Yes, that's me. Rise of the Lycans or this movie? Boy, um, rise to the light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Well, hold on. I mean, hold no, on, you though. just got to give me a little, like you got to give okay, me you, and our underworld segment, just a little love at this moment. Just, okay. just a little. You ha- you got some love. Thank you. But I cannot, I want to talk about the, the movie and, and who made it and who's in it. But I'm gonna, Let's I'm, talk about who made this. I'm good. I'm going to wait. I'm going to pause. 
because you still don't know. No. Melissa doesn't know because at the beginning, they didn't say who did it. We just go into the movie. There was no credits. So uh, let's just quickly recap who's in the movie. So Matt Damon stars as Gardner Lodge. Julianne Moore plays uh, identical twins, Rose, who was originally Gardner's wife. Which, and, that's what we were trying to get at. It yeah. was my idea. I was like, let's... um. Let's do the pot. Let's, Let's do, do the, the opening together. The opening together like we're twins. Um, come play with us forever and ever. Which, That's from The Shining. Yes, yeah. I, I understand that. <laughs> were those actual twins? Mm. No, they were not. They were just sisters. I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they I were. Just, but it was I two just, people? Yeah. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I, you would think. Like, you would think twins, like actual twins, you'd be able to. Oh, how do I say this? Okay. Julianne Moore pl- and Julianne Moore mm-hmm. playing twins, yeah. but it's the same actress. Yes. was so bad. It was so bad. It was like, you're not twins. You're clearly the same person. It yes. was just awful. Yeah. You, well, think it the sucks. Si- you think the same person playing twins would okay. be like, wow, they are very identical. Okay. You know I, what I mean? I have So hold on. I, I have two things I want to say. One is... It's tough because, yes, with Julianne Moore, we have a pre-existing relationship with her. She's a few years removed from her Oscar win, but we've known Julianne Moore for decades at this point, right? We know her as an actress. We know she's not a twin. Yes. But my my follow-up really quick is just, did it bother you that Army Hammer played twins in The Social Network? No, I don't have – what I'm saying is I don't have a problem with an actor. It didn't bother me that Lindsay Lohan – was a twin in the parent trap. What I'm saying is point. Holy shit. What I'm saying is you would think an actual person meet like playing a twin, but it's them. Mm -hmm. It's the same person playing a second person. You think that they would play it so close that you would go, Whoa, they're so similar. Whereas actual twins, you would kind of go, wait, Mm, because like actual, you know what it, how I don't know how to explain well, this. It's, this I, so fresh- no, no, no. Because I do, I do, and I don't. Because I'm, but like that's a tricky. I feel like I feel like you're about to step on some like twin lore. Don't do it. Don't I'm piss off saying, the twins. I'm not. I'm don't not do trying it. to piss don't off the twins. What I'm trying to. Oh my Come god. What I'm trying to say is twins, actual ever. twins, are their own person. Even though they're twins, they're their own person. You no, can they're kinda... not. They're half a soul. They're not, they're not real people. <laughs> but like Triplets are even worse. Like, don't get me started on those Mormon fucks who have way more than, I don't know. What, Octomom? There, there it is. Yeah, exactly. What are, are those kids? I don't know. Kids <laughs> you don't hear, you don't hear <laughs> much about them. Um. Now, I, I actually want to hard cut back one segment because we have been drinking. This movie took a lot out of us. This movie made me an alcoholic. So, Melissa, now you now you actually stuck local. You stayed uh, the, the great city name of Walla Walla, Washington. Mm-hmm. Great alliteration there, Walla Walla, Walla Washington. Walla Walla. The um, magnificent wine company. You, of course, drinking a... Rosé. Uh, of course. Rosé. That's my Fran Drescher. Nah. How was your rosé? Phenomenal. Yeah, you're still still drinking it? Is it good? Uh, oh, it's got, so good. good. I'm trying to make this last just to get me through this pod because this is very good. Now, I, am, I on the flip side, did not stay local. I went to California, but I went with uh, a Coppola. film-related. A phenomenal director. I went with... 
I went with Francis Ford Coppola, yes, Oscar-winning director. But but let's just stick with Oscar-nominated director because that will tie us in Shut to who up. made this movie. This is James Cameron, isn't it? No, it's not. Okay, so uh, Matt Damon is Gardner Lodge. Julianne Moore plays Rose and Margaret. Uh, Noah Jupe plays Nikki, the son. You may have recognized Noah I... Jupe from A Quiet Place. Okay. He's the, he's he's the, the son. son. Yep. Ah, uh, I should have said something. Now, I did write, he looks familiar. Yeah. But. And he also, I know you, I, I, you haven't seen this movie, but he also plays the Shia LaBeouf stand-in in Honey Boy. I haven't seen that yet. Good movie. Yes. And, and, he, and he's the younger version of him in that. And then uh, other characters are, we have... Um, uh, Glenn Flesher and Alex Hassel um, as the, the hitmen who are basically like threatening the family throughout the movie. Oh, yes. And we will have to talk about that. We have Gary Basaraba, who plays Uncle Mitch. Great character. Uh-huh. Uh, Oscar Isaac, who comes in this movie at like 50 something minutes. I wrote it down. 57 minutes in. He comes in as Bud Cooper, an insurance claims investigator. And then. So I, I have I have four other names. So I have Jack Conley, who plays uh, apparently his name is Hightower. He's the police investigator. Okay. And I have the mayor's family, which is made up of um, uh, Karima Westbrook, Tony Espinoza, and uh, Leith Burke. They play the mayor's family, or as listed here, the um, the uh, African American family, which we will get into because this movie is. Oh my God, it's all over the place. But I left out who directed and wrote this movie. So and this wrote? movie was intended to be made by none other than the Cohen brothers, who took a pass at the screenplay. They wrote a draft, but this movie was ultimately written by Grant Hesloff and also co written and directed by none other an Oscar-winning actor and Oscar-nominated director, George Clooney. How? Now, now you're, you're, I want, how does that make you feel? Oh, my God. I, George, wait. Mm -hmm. Like. Yes. The George Clooney. The, the one and only George Clooney. Yes. Was this after he got married? After he had kids? Okay, so it's it's great that you mentioned that because so George Clooney and I want to just stick with him as a director for a second, okay, just for one second, and we'll I go. I don't want to we'll, believe this. Okay. Oh my God. So back in two thousand and two, George Clooney directed a movie called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Never seen it. Which was uh, Sam Rockwell was the lead. George Clooney's in it. This is actually a movie that was recommended to me by our good friend, my best man, Perry, frequent guest of the pod. Yeah. Um, he said that you should watch this movie. And I watched it, and it was pretty good. But then George Clooney gets nominated in 05 when he directs Good Night and Good Luck. It's also the same year he wins his Oscar for Syriana for Best Supporting Actor. Okay. He directs a really bad old-school football movie called Leatherheads. He then directs uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and himself in The Ides of March. Do you remember The Ides of March? I do. Pretty good political it, movie yeah. it was based on a play. Yes. Yeah. But then for him as a director, it all starts to go kind of south. He uh, he then directs a movie called The Monuments Men, which I have not seen. No. But this was a movie that had a stacked Huge cast. cast. Exactly. I remember. And There's like, like 10 people, 15 people. Yes. Yes. Flopped. Isn't the like cover of the movie just it's, squares of all the people's faces? It's 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 
uh, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, the 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 father from Downton Abbey. I cannot think of his name. Okay. But he's a it's a yes, it's a big cast. And and I those are just three people, right. but there's a shitload more. Right. Then he directs this. Then he directs so he directs a movie that was on Netflix last year that was up for visual effects called The Midnight Sky. We contemplated watching that. We never did. No. But then he directed a movie this year I actually really liked called The Tender Bar, which um, I haven't seen that. Uh, ben Affleck's in. Uh, it, it's 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 pretty good, but like as a director, he is very hit and miss. So wait, when did he direct this? What year did this come out? This came out in two thousand seventeen. Oh yeah. So it's this not was, even that old. This was after he had kids. Ugh. I just feel my. Here's my thought. I want to hear it. My thought is. George Clooney's a sexy man. Sure. At this point, he's a very, uh, oh, uh, what a, would you call him? A fox? A silver he, fox? Yes. He is a older man who, like playboy bachelor. Then he got married and then had kids. Twins. I believe she had twins. I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. And I'm sure he's had some sleepless nights because, you know. Because kids are terrible? Even, no, Even no. with help, I feel like. I'm sure he has help, but sure. I, I'm sure he's had I'm sure children. his life in Lake Como is just terrible. I think um, this might be like a, a you know, aftermath. <laughs> sure. Sleepless nights with kids. Well, and we'll definitely have to talk about. Uh, the, yeah. I'm in shock, actually. Well, okay. What shocked me. Uh, yes. Like, I wasn't a fan of The Martian. Sure. Ridley Scott movie with Matt Damon. I wasn't a fan. And I was actually, like, I don't think I ever expressed this to you, but I was upset oh, with Matt Damon wow. picking this movie. I let's, don't know why. Let's I just talk didn't, about it. I just, I don't remember a lot about the movie. Sure. It's been, a, it, we haven't seen it since we saw it. I just wasn't, it was, I don't know. It just. It didn't resonate with me, and I don't know. It just didn't seem like one of his best performances. Sure. Um, but like, Born and um, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, of course, Goodwill Hunting. Um, even when he was in the funny movies with Ben Affleck. You oh, know. well, like Chasing Name or no, like Dogma. Yes. Okay. Like you know, um, and what's another one? Mm. I mean, there's a lot. Well, I mean, he's in a lot of the the Kevin Smith movies. Anyways. Yeah. Watching him in this, I was like, oh, who did you owe a favor to? It was my thought because I was like this. I've never disliked him in a movie, even The Martian. He wasn't an awful person. He was awful in this movie. Well, let's hold on. Hold on. Because I. I I want to. I want to just hold because I want to. I don't. I. I want to save the thought if it's like him or the character, but I want to save it. I want to save it. Oh for the, God! For the, okay, hold on. I'm just so mad. So in terms of accolades, George, why would you do this to me? That's a great question. I now look at George Clooney being like, well, I think you're his, a little, little less attractive that you would pick this movie. His career has not gone quite the way I think a lot of people thought it would in the last five to ten years. Um, so, I mean, maybe this is like. Bachelors should stay bachelors. Well, I don't know. Except Adam St. John. The Your life bar. would be hell if you were a bachelor. Like, 
hell. We like, don't need to. We don't know. You'd be. You'd I'd probably be, be dead. Yes, I yeah. was gonna say you'd be in a ditch. Yeah, dead. But yeah, yeah. Y- you'd be dead. Well, at this point, if you wanted, if you decided to be a bachelor, I'd kill you. So you'd die either oh, way. Oh, <laughs> good. My future is made up for me. Um, it's so great if you stay with me. At the, I plan on doing that for the rest <laughs> of my for the rest of my days. Um, at the Saturn Awards, um, this was up for best thriller, which is not this not good. It was it, not thriller. It lost. It lost to a movie that is way better, but I also don't know if I would call a thriller. It lost to three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Would you call that a thriller? I mean, it's it's got I mean, it thriller has its aspects. Moments. I wouldn't it, call it a it's thriller. It's not like but... Breakdown or The Game, yeah. or, right? But no. it's definitely better than this movie. Yes, way better. <laughs> I mean, I don't think even the Saturn Awards wants to give this movie an award, so they'd pick any other movie. Yeah. Now, now at the Venice Film Festival, which is a big it's a it's a hot shit festival. It was up for the Golden Lion, which is their version of like the, the best Oscar. best movie. I know. Um, it I'm, it they, lost. I've been a part of this podcast uh, for. Is this our nineteenth? Oh 18th. wait 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 episode. <laughs> Are you confusing rewind with <laughs> with below freezing? This is like our sixty. Wait, hold on. Something. I I hold on. Give me give me one <laughs> second. I was I will, confusing uh, rewind because I was the seventeenth person. What, what is my favorite? What is my favorite number? This is sixty six. There it is. Yeah. That that's not my favorite number, but you yes. Um so no no no. Um so this was also up for the gold, but it, it lost it it lost the golden lion to a much maligned film in this house, The Shape of Water. Oh. Yeah. Let's not go down Garbage. that rabbit hole. I, I also agree with you on that. Now Blech. here's where things get really so this is a I, I just want to recap for our audience. This is a George Clooney directed movie starring Matt Damon, Julianne Moore, and Oscar Isaac. This movie had a $25 million budget. Opening weekend, it made $2.8 million. In the U.S., it made four, five point seven. Worldwide, six. No, that that would be pretty. Twelve point wow. seven. It lost basically half. Of what they put into it. It was the 159th highest grossing movie. I think that has to be our highest. Out of the ones that we've done, I think that has to be the highest. I think of the movies that actually had theatrical releases, yeah. I I would have to agree with yeah. you. This is one of the, um, I, I'm going to make piss poorest box office showing movies that we have talked about. Um, Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly. That's actually pretty funny. Weekly. That's good. That's pretty good. I'm I'm proud of that one. That was an accident, but I I take it. Uh, Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly wrote, You can take a movie out of the Coen Brothers' hands, but you can't take the Coen Brothers out of the movie. Though the co-writing auteurs ultimately forfeited the director's chair, passing it on to the same guy named George Clooney, their imprint is all over Suburbicon. A drawly, absurd murder comedy. Is there any other Cohen kind? Set 
inside a prefab 1950s community whose placid surface barely covers the teeming mass of human cockroaches beneath. The movie does get some fun, gory mileage out of its cracked Pleasantville premise, but mostly it feels like broad farce madly in search of a cohesive center and a soul. She ultimately gave it a C plus. Well, so. she... Was kind? Yes. Yes. So now we get to the point of the show where Melissa tries to guess the critical and audience Rotten Tomato score. Let's Here is the blurb. Let's hear it. A disappointing misfire from director George Clooney, Suburbicon attempts to juggle social satire, racial commentary, and murder mystery, and ends up making a mess of all three. So... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's so perfect. Critical and then audience. Okay. Now now hold on. You have been on a hot streak. I feel like this movie is gonna throw you. I think off it your is game. as well. So originally, at the twenty minutes into this movie, I wrote my numbers down, which mm -hmm. is typically not what I do. So what where are we now? Well, originally I put critical at three percent. Okay. I put audience at seven. At the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, I kept audience at seven. And I think critical, I put critical, I turned the three into an eight because I was like, I, I, I feel like my thought was the fact that we have these three actors in this movie, they owed favors. So I feel like the, the like critics didn't want to like, be too hard. I just felt like the critics were going to be a little nicer than the audience on this one. So this is where I feel like the audience score is lower than the critics. Okay. So two things there. First of all, your scores are way off. Are way off. Fuck. But your hunch, but babe, I'm going to give you, I'm giving you props for the hunch because you were right. R okay. The critics liked it more than the audience. Oh my God. Are they in the twenties? If this movie is yes. in the, tw Oh, yes. you said, you said eight, 8%, 28% critical. And you said seven. Yes. 25. They fucking got it wrong. But this was like George Clooney's family that gets to vote. Maybe. They, they might have some uh, tomato meter. Oh, yeah. So I, the fact that I explained it, though, you no, got it, like, no, right? No, absolutely. I mean, you told yes. The, the, the audience hated this movie more than the critics. Now, uh, in terms of trivia, two things and then we can get into the movie. So um, now apparently I'm going to read this verbatim. I, I took this from um, IMDb. The community and its racial tension is closely based on the true events that occurred in the community of Levittown, Pennsylvania. The news interviews that appear on TV are from the actual citizens. They came from a documentary called Crisis in Levittown, Pennsylvania from 1957. It can be found on YouTube. So anything that was seen on the TV like or that they were watching was real footage of okay. people talking about race relations back in the 50s. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. I'm just going to read this. I, I want to get your reaction at the very end of this. This is the only other piece of trivia I'm reading from the movie. Josh Brolin was cast in the movie as a baseball coach, but his scenes ended up being removed after a test screening. George Clooney admitted that his scenes deflated the tension from the movie and felt and he felt bad to remove him from the final cut as he considered the scenes to be one of the funniest parts of the movie. So, Josh Brolin, beloved actor, I always Great. appreciate seeing yes. him in a movie. He's he 
Everything he did in this movie, cut. But he still got paid. Well, of course. Well, hey. How do you feel about that, though? Now, I guess the question I'm asking is, did this movie need more humor or should have, like, 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 how do you feel about that decision? Um, I don't care. I mean, Josh, Josh Brolin, I like him. He's great. He, he couldn't save this movie. But like, the fact that you said funnier, I mean, there were, I was so confused with this movie. In the scenes where people are getting strangled and you see their shadows on the wall and you see, look, the heads. Okay. You know, like, I, I couldn't, at first I was like, Am I stupid? Do I not understand the like undertones of this movie? No. Why are they trying to make this comedic when uh, as an audience member, I'm sitting here cringing at the fact that you are trying to make this comedic and the undertones of race never actually like flourished into something. And that real as a, yes, that bothered me. So, so a couple things, because First of all, I totally agree. I'm like, my hairs on my arms the, are getting the dan- Your dander Which, is up. I have to say. You're like ready, I to, waxed my ready arms, for a so fight. So I don't have hair on my arms. So the fact that they are like <laughs> raised This movie is this defying moment, the laws of it is, physics. I'm like a chichia pet. Chichia. Um, okay. Give so, me more wine in my hair. <laughs> we have champagne. We're out of wine. Um, okay. So first, okay. So many things. So I just want to quickly read the one-sentence IMDb synopsis because it's misleading. So it says, As a 1950s suburban community self-destructs, a home invasion has sinister consequences for one seemingly normal family. That's that's very vague. That's, that's That does not get to the heart of the movie. But, okay. So... And we thought we weren't going to have a lot to talk about no, with this I, movie. I know. Holy I know. Shit. It's always the movies that we're like, this is going to be like a 10 minute pod. So do you remember when we watched, so it's a Criterion Collection movie, but we watched The Player. Do you remember The Player? I'll, now, if you don't, I'll give you a quick Give little, me a brief. Uh, the, yes. So Tim Robbins plays it. And yeah, he works at a, a yep. movie company. And okay. like, but The Player is absolutely satirizing Hollywood. Do you remember how... We have the moment where uh, Tim Robbins, like, here's this pitch. And he's like, we don't. And the, But the writer's like, we don't want Bruce Willis. We don't want Julia Roberts. And at the end of the movie, we get Bruce Willis and Julia Roberts. Yes. In. Okay. So I could not help but think about what satire can be. And I thought of The Player. I thought of this great movie that's dramatic at times, like, like heart-rippingly hilarious at times. But just a really well-made movie. Well, yes. this movie, it's I, I, I was trying to I, – I literally kept asking myself, what's satirical about this? Because I get that they're trying to make a riff on the 50s. You know, like – by the way, I, I will say, I think the score and the production design are phenomenal. Yes. This is a great-looking movie, and the I actually – I got Hitchcock vibes um, of the score. I was like, ooh, okay. The whole – intro yes with the d- the, the kind of animation magazine magazine thank yes. you yes the way that it's drawn and and then how that definitely turned into we see the the neighborhood and we actually see the scene 
you say Pleasantville now and I'm like, okay, I'm definitely seeing that. Mm-hmm. Costumes were great. Like the times, don't get me wrong. I'm sh- like, yes, my first, my first note was this neighborhood seems awfully white just yes. from the first few. And that was like my first note. Well, I was like, like white, white, white. New York, yes. Ohio, Mississippi. Mississippi. And yeah. I'm like, well, okay. Um, so that that was like my first note. And I, again, I didn't know what this movie was going to be about. So I very much was like, you went okay, in we'll so see. blind. We'll, okay. We will see. Uh, oh, wow. I really, this movie has me so perplexed. Okay. okay. So I think, can I, can I, can I, I want to do something. And you have to keep this on track. No, 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 no. I, and that, so I want to, I think the very first thing that we should do is try and at least acknowledge the, the race side of this, because then I think, I think what we can do is take that part of the, the quote unquote plot and put it to the side because what you mentioned earlier is true. And, and I want to, I'm going to build to that. So we have this whole thing where this, the Myers family, they move into this very white neighborhood and their moving in causes all of this upheaval. The whites in this town cannot stand that this black family has moved into their town. Yeah. And so we get these scenes of like, oh, they're going to put a fence up, which they're, they're charging the family crazy amounts at the grocery here's store. Here's the thing. I, all of this, I'm like, this happened. This actually, there were black families yes. that were like, you know, we're going to live because we can. It's our right. We can live in these neighborhoods. And then, oh, that grocery store scene where $20, $20 for, for a milk. loaf of bread, yep. oh, $20 yeah, yeah. for like just, I mean, that was crushing. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh my, they they did this. Yes. They did this to people. So I- like, don't get me wrong. I do think that like, yes, that that happened and um god thinking that like at night this family's in their house their house they yes. own this house mm-hmm. and there's just like people outside their house oh my god on- mobs of people and it just grew as the yep. movie yep it really like it it bothered me as it should it should bother anybody because exactly. that shouldn't yes. be right and the second note i have to say really quick is at the beginning of the movie you're hearing it's the town hall, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm not going to live here with these people and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. My civil rights say yes. I should. And I'm thinking your civil rights, like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where we're in now, this day and age, like white men and white women are the last people, to be honest with you, that should be like my civil yes, rights. Exactly. We, don't like, wanna, we don't want to hear from Karen We don't anymore. care about you. Exactly. Yeah, yes. I shouldn't say we don't care about you, but no, we really but, don't. No, like no, no, you're no. white. You're fine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, but, and, and, but and the ultimate, where this movie fails is that nothing really, nothing comes of this. I don't even want to call it a plot point, but like whatever well, it is. And, and so that's Nothing what, comes of it. Yes. Yeah, so, so we get this black family that moves into this. I mean, we say a white neighborhood, yeah, but it is white. like the mailman is shocked. It that has they live turned there. into a city. Like this neighborhood is a oh, yes, city yes. of just yes. Yeah, Suburbicon is now a thriving, uber white 
neighbor. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and right in the center, you have a, a, a an African-American family. Yeah. And so we see the scene where we have Julianne Moore's sitting on the back porch. <laughs> I love that you pluralized that. That's great. <laughs> and um, and a son. And they're like, go play. The mom is like, go play. No, it wasn't the mom. Oh, was it the, the aunt? The aunt okay, was yeah. like, go ask him to play baseball. Well, I don't want to. Do it, you know. And then, well, mom, should I? And the mom doesn't really say anything. Sure. The, the, the quiet Julianne Moore, <laughs> the blonde one. The wheelchair. The original yes, blonde one. Yeah. Just doesn't say anything. And then the aunt was like, go do it. Go play. So he does. And that's what starts it. You see a little white boy and a little black boy walk yeah. away from the house mm-hmm. together to go play baseball. That's what starts this. And the next scene is in the middle of the night, the home invasion of the white family. And oh, I, God. This is where I was like, oh, shit. This is a movie about a white family and a, back, a black family that are like sticking together or that are like, mm. we're neighbors. Mm. Yes. Doesn't that, that's what nope. I thought this was going to be. Yep. And so I wasn't taking notes the first part of it. Cause I was, How I many, was actually wait, wait, wait. intrigued. How many minutes it was, it was, 20, it was 23 minutes and you took how many into notes? this movie. I wrote 23 minutes in this movie. I have four notes, five. If you count this. <laughs> and that's saying something. Cause I probably had like 12. The or- note before that was mattress on a pool table, like which we can get to, but sure. I was intrigued on how the first 30 minutes of this movie was playing out because yeah. you didn't know where it was going to go. Exactly. Until it exposes where it's going and you're like, what the fuck? So let's talk about, I think we almost have to go step by step in a weird way. So we have, the two boys go away. Mm-hmm. They play baseball, whatever. Yes. The next night we have the home invasion yes. of the white family, mm-hmm. the Myers. No, no, the, no, 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 no. the, what's his uh, the name? Guard, uh, Gardner, Gardner Lodge. The Lodge family. Yes. Um, So we have the little boy sleeping in his bed. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we see Matt Damon. He comes in in his robe. He's the dad. And he's like, son, we need to go downstairs. We have visitors. They go downstairs. He goes, we just need to do what they say. Let them take what they want and they'll leave. And you do think like, oh my God, they're they're going to attack this family now. At least what I was thinking was like, they're going to attack this family now because they were friends or they befriended the the new neighbors. You know what I mean? Sure. So now they're going to take it out on this well, family. And I think that's that what you think. Intent- yes. Yes. Go on. I don't no. know. Well, like, and so, and that is definitely... The the way that the movie has led us to believe is that, oh, this is a retaliation because your son played with the black son and we can't let that go. Yeah, because, we cannot co-mingle. Because we're whites in the 50s yes. and integration is not good. But then <laughs> and so and but then obviously that's not where the plot goes. And I think, OK, and I, I, I'm jumping a little far ahead. I don't mean to, but. But then we get the scene at the lineup. That was and that's a 32. big wrench. That was like 32 minutes into the movie. And that for, was not long. For those of you tracking through, <clears throat> there's a scene where Matt Damon, as the dad, goes to this lineup. And the two guys. Oh, so we. Yes. So the actual mom dies. She dies. Because yes. they we, chloroform her. With but like but too much. Way too much. Yeah. Which I did comment. I was like, that's too much chloroform. Do, do not chloroform that much. Um. 
God, yeah. So we find out that the mom dies. So now they're at their li- this lineup because they think that they found the man- men. Babe, when the, the aunt and the dad see this lineup and the final two men are the actual men that killed the wife and they were like, nope, I don't see them. I was pissed because I actually, in my head, was like, oh my God. He doesn't really, he doesn't remember. Like, because again, you don't know what's going on. Well, and because we have a scene with with Matt Damon and Noah Jupe where he's in the bathtub and and he's like, why didn't you say that those were the guys? And and Matt Damon is like, no, son, I I have a business and I I see people all the time and I know I don't, I've never met them before. And it, it, I, I will say that the movie at first, like the first half of the movie, I definitely was like, okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm not on board, but you're building to something, right? right? And Question mark? Right. And then we have the lineup scene, and we're like, wait, what? Your wife just died. You literally were attacked in your own home by these two men, and you don't recognize them. It was very weird. As an audience member, we're kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. We would recognize. You would recognize. Adam, you would recognize the men that come into our house, chloroform us, yes. kill me. Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. Wow. If that you got don't, dark. you know what haunt you. I'm a. I would. I'm a ghost. That you haunt, haunt me, and I'm alive. I haunt so. you every <laughs> day of your life. You better recognize and remember. <laughs> it only gets worse when I die, Adam. <laughs> shit. Let's keep you Who's alive. Who's gonna die first? My, you or me? Me. They, Tomorrow. Like hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> yes yes but uh, so i love you <laughs> I, I i love you too i don't want to die i don't want to die but, like haunt me today i love it you you kind of realize something's weird but you don't know yet at that lineup scene mm-hmm. then the yes the bathtub scene happens and okay this is where i'm like this is bad dialogue uh-huh who wrote this is Fucking okay. awful. Because the now, dialogue at this point is where I really okay. start to go. Now, if I, it if it doesn't make sense to Melissa, okay. we got fucking problems. Now stick with me for a second. Say so I want you to stay with I'm me. I'm looking into your okay. eyes. Now, uh, a couple months ago, we were we were guests, very very uh, uh, grateful guests on Best Picture Cast. Right. We talked about the English Patient. Yes. What was another movie nominated that year that we talked about? It was Fargo. Go. Yes. Fargo. Yes. Yes. And okay, Fargo. Now. Phenomenal. But now what is at the heart of that movie? The Coen Brothers. Yes. But, 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 but the plot wise, a guy who was trying to frame the scenario where his wife is kidnapped. Okay. Right. Oh. And it goes awry. Yes. Now it feels like a little (gasps) bit like the Coen Brothers rehashing something that worked for them two decades before. But they, but the, and they obviously backed out. George Clooney and his his producing partner Grant Haslov come in, but you and like the review is perfect because like you can't take the Coen Brothers out of the movie because it feels like they want to be a kind of a Fargo, and yet it, it fails. Fails. Hard. Right. Oh, it, that bathroom scene. The dialogue. The the way that he's explaining to the son. I'm like, okay. So Matt Damon, you are just a bad 
bad judge of character. The way he's explaining, I'm like, I wish we had audio right now of that scene. Because it doesn't make sense. What he's saying, he's talking in circles. And this is where I was like, Matt Damon, I hate you. (laughs) And that was a note. It was after the bathtub scene. I wrote, this dialogue sucks. I hate you, Matt Damon. Because as an actor, before you do a show or before you pick something, you read it. You read it and find out if it's good and if you want to be a part of it. And he read this and he was like, yes. Or he was like, George Clooney has something on me. I have to do this no matter what. So I'm not going to waste the hour and a half to read this movie. I'm just going to say yes. Like it was one of those two things. This is this is what, you know, Hollywood's well, got a lot of secrets. Now, and I'm sure no, but, George Clooney has a lot of secrets. But I do, I on do actors. think, but I, I see it's funny. I think it's more like it's this is OK. So, you know how Wes Anderson makes movies and they're like there's like 44 people in that movie, you know, because there's just like the it's like, ooh. It's Willem Dafoe and Francis McDormand and Owen Wilson. And like the cast are just like, oh my God, I, you, you, we don't right. have enough time to say. I think the thing with George Clooney is like, he not only is he the like, ah, George Clooney, what an attractive guy. Uh, he's been in all these movies. He's an Oscar winner. But he also was in Ocean's Eleven. He, he is one of those guys. Like, look at all of my well, famous friends. I also think now people are kind of like, oh, George Clooney is directing. How many people are doing that? Probably his good friends. I think Matt Damon is a good friend. And then, well, and who, okay. Who was also in the Ocean's trilogy I don't with like him. you in this movie, Matt Damon. But now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, you are a ride or die. As a friend, he... There you go. Yeah. I have a few friends that I'm a ride or die for and that are a ride or die for me. And yeah, if I make a stupid decision, they're going to stick by me. As yeah. Yeah. As terrible a decision it, it might be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and those that's are the pretty kind of- much you. I really <laughs> don't have. Well, I feel like my other friends would be like, you're an idiot. You are on the curb. <laughs> um, now, now I want to say. We've been pretty good. We're like 45 minutes in. And can I tell you what we haven't discussed yet? The ping pong the paddle. ping pong paddle. <laughs> so. The ping pong paddle. Okay. So first when, of all, I did not know you were going to say that. Uh, we have been together for a very long time. Almost 18 years. We. This happened the other day. I said something. I came out of the bathroom. I was in the bathroom. You were in the bathroom and I was done working out and we like merged and you were like, you know what I thought of? And I was like, no shit. Yeah. And that's, and then I kissed you and was like, we're best friends. We are best friends. We're best friends, Adam. Don't ever leave me or I'll kill you and haunt you. Yes. It's like a wonderful (laughs) thing, but also like the saddest thing in the world. Um, No, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, I'm so glad you're How laughing. How many times do you tell it's yourself that night? Wonderful. I, you every slap day. yourself I, in the yes, mirror. I, I cry. I actually, I do what they do in the movie. I crush up a lot of pills and drink them. Go and fall asleep. Going, I, that, I love it. Is that this what is you perfect. spread on your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, yeah. Your PBJs? Yeah, I eat all the time. By apparently. the way, didn't see her smash up those pills. I assumed you clearly, it was the lie. You were mid-drink. I was like bottle in my mouth. This was this movie was pretty bad. Okay, so I think I knew when the movie was going to never redeem itself 
was when so Noah Jupe, this is the son. He's like, he's ha- he comes it, home from the, baseball. I, well, it's the idea of the nightmares too, right? Where it's like, okay, he's not coping. His mom has died. Yes, and he's like, okay, I'm not doing well. He comes home from a baseball game. He's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get something. And then he, he goes hears, to get milk. He, he hears, hears the like sounds a- like of a woman in struggle. And, and he's like, we even you and I were sitting there, and we were like, wait. <gasps> That and sounds... we were like, oh, shit. No, at first we were like, what was well, that? First, and then we heard a second. Oh, we both looked at each other and we were like, uh, someone's getting laid. There's some sex going on. And But he grabs a knife and we were like, oh, shit. Good because we were, like, yep. we were like, someone's having some sex. And he grabs a knife. So he starts to go. And then we hear a slap. And I instantly said, <laughs> oh my God. instantly, I was like, that's an ass slap. <laughs> but little did we know that when Noah Jupe <laughs> finally went to the basement and, and pulled on the string that turned the light, not only was it an ass slap, but it was the ass slap from a ping pong paddle. Ping pong paddle. His dad using a ping pong paddle on his aunt. To slap her ass. It's a slap that While ass. they were having sex. I have to say, I was so happy that I nailed it. Sure. I, I, a note I wrote is I know an ass for, slap sa- when I hear save one. Save it for later. We'll get the bing pong paddle out. Um, I wrote, <laughs> I know an ass slap when I, when I hear one mm-hmm. hashtag purchasing a ping pong paddle. Oh man. PPP. That's your P <laughs> ping pong paddle. Mm. Okay. Now, now here is the time where I would like to ask you, who was your savior of the movie? Because I had one, and then I switched it. Who well, was your savior? God, actually, honestly, I went through three. I, I didn't have a savior okay, of the film I, until. Okay, hold on, wait. Okay. Hopefully, maybe we came to the same one. We did. I know we did. Okay. Okay. So at first, Oscar Isaac shows up, fifty-seven minutes in, and I'm like, "Hey, I like this guy." What are you going to bring? Yeah, no. He, and now, he, no. there was certainly, it was a great wrench he threw into the gear. But, like, I, it's like somebody needed to take George Clooney aside and go, hey, um, just just so you know, uh, this Oscar Isaac guy you got in the movie, he's pretty good. You should, like, utilize him. And he was like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Because Oscar Isaac is, I mean, he... Like the way the ping pong paddle is used in this movie, he is not used like that. No, he is he is the unused ping pong paddle of the movie. <laughs> How do you like that? So that's good. I do like that's that. pretty good. I think I'm guessing yours is Uncle Mitch. No. Oh, he's not mine either. No. And I was like, okay. And then Uncle Mitch, he saves the day, and I'm like. I like the cut of this guy's jib. From the beginning, he's like he's very protective. Yeah. He wants to just help. And I'm like, Uncle Mitch, I like you. I like what you're worth. But, Uncle Mitch, you didn't survive. No, he didn't. My savior of the movie is Noah Jupe, the son. Oh, I mean, he survived. And, but I like, but the, the, the scene, um, uh, towards the end where Matt Damon is like, you basically like, you're a fucking idiot. You fucked up. You have, you have a decision to make, and he's crying. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid fucking nailed it. I liked Noah Jew. He, he is a good He is a good actor. actor. I didn't even think of him. Okay, who'd you pick? Well, it's not a who. Did you fuck? 
Ooh. It's a what? Is it the ping pong paddle? <laughs> Just Although that was a class. That was a that was a class. Was it a Glen Close second? It was a Glen Close second. Glen Close, I, I, a close, but yet so far. Yeah. Mine was the crazy fire truck. <laughs> that crazy fire truck that just was ripping and roaring, driving through neighborhoods, sirens on, almost taking out cars, and then literally, takes out people. Literally takes out one of the, one of the henchmen. Uh, hey. I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, by the, by the way, henchmen, <laughs> the bigger henchmen. In the movie. Yeah. I recognize him from something. What was he in? He is... Okay, do you remember in Joker, there's the midget, and then there's the bigger <gasps> guy. He's the... Bi- oh, my God. Okay. Who gets, who gets killed yep. in his apartment because, yeah. because, because Joaquin Phoenix, he's not taking jokes anymore. Well, so talking about these henchmen... Yes. I was like... Hold on. Where's my note? I just got to, you know... Oh, yeah. These two guys remind me of the bad guys from Home Alone or or 101 Dalmatians or Fargo or Fargo to Sifu Shemi and Peter Stormari. You're right. right. Yes. Home Alone's good, but 101 Dalmatians, the the animated one, because you have a tall one and a short one. Yes, 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 yes. But but what I but but the Coen brothers rehash like like babe. The Coen Brothers stank is all over this. Okay. I talk should about we watch Fargo? costumes all the time. Oh, oh. We should. We should watch Fargo. We should. Um, I talk about Halloween costumes all the time. Yes. You remember. What are us and the kids? Oh, yeah. We're oh, going Bluey. to Bluey. Yes. This Halloween. We're going to. By the way. Watch Bluey. For those of you who you haven't, haven't seen Bluey, even if you don't have kids, Disney Plus, watch Bluey. It's fucking amazing. You're going to want kids. And cry. I've cried a couple or times. Or not want kids. No, you'll cry. want kids. This is worth it. It's worth it. Have kids. Have kids. Um, Do it. Procreate. No. Uh, we, you yes. and I, uh-huh. need to go as henchmen. Sure. Because you'd be the tall, slender one. And I'd be the short, like, curvy one. <laughs> now, uh, this seems but almost like, unfair because I am just, uh, you are just a short person, babe. You're I'm, like five foot negative five three. <laughs> On a good day, I'm over five feet. When I'm feeling myself and I stand tall, <laughs> boobs out and everything, my back straight. <laughs> on a bad day, when I'm not feeling a, myself, I'm like, like, like hunched over. I'm like the no, hunchback like of Notre Dame. Four foot four. <laughs> you're like our, our, our seven-year-old's towers like over Yoda. you. <laughs> oh, you know today this, this when you is, commented on great. how long Sophie's legs were, I did. I was like, she's got some long legs. Our four-year-old, yeah, know, she has. A, yeah, Adam goes, she has some long legs, and I look over, and her hip literally was like to the like bottom of my hip, and I was like, Jesus, my four-year-old really is. In like five years, five years, you're going to be the shortest one in the house and you're not going to know what to do. You're going to get so mad at it. You're going to be like, hey, fuck you. My God. I'm going to have to like, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I only have one more thing I want to say. God, I. Uh, because there's, there's lots that we could, but I don't think that I have that much to say. Go, boo. Okay. I have one more too, I guess. So. <laughs> we have this moment where the two henchmen are like, we've had enough. We've won our money. We're going to go kill 
the sister and the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have that. And at the same time, Oscar Isaac has come back as the claims investigator. And Julianne Moore is like, nuh-uh. And she puts the lie in the coffee and he dies. Instantly. Like he didn't ha- even swallow his coffee. I do have coffee. some questions about the lie and the chloroform in this movie. But but whatever. That's that's for the uh, the scientists to figure out. Okay. So not Os- us. So We're not, not scientists. No, no. So Oscar Isaac dies and Matt Damon's like, I got to take care of this body. And Julianne Moore decides, hey, you know who needs to die next is the son. So she smashes up all these pills, puts it into into the peanut butter and jelly in the milk, right? So we, we've got that's all there. And I literally thought she took like I only remember seeing her scraping stuff off a cutting board. No, and she, so she I uses thought a rolling pin. She just like dumped the the lie on a cutting board and then scraped it off. That's now, what I was now, unless I'm mistaken, she, I mean, she gets something out of a medicine cabinet. Okay. I, it, I, we never get the close up of what it is, but I think it's implied like, oh no, okay, too much of this, and it's it was a lot. It was like twenty pills worth of well, something. But we do learn whatever it was, it takes a lot longer for somebody okay. to die, and that's than like a little bit of lie. So, so this movie and lies in your hand soaps, guys. Like so, there is like, so I think that careful. this movie, the thing about satire is that at some point you should probably laugh because satire is meant to be sort of maybe darkly comic, but it's meant to elicit it's like, like once a week, what do we watch? John Oliver. Yep. Very satirical. And like, it's sort of like a, we're laughing at the uncomfortable nature of how funny these terrible things are. Right. right? And it's, and it's, it's a tough boat. Not everybody finds satire funny, but this movie is trying to walk that tightrope. But so I thought, okay, what would have been hysterical? I was waiting for Matt Damon as he's speechifying to his son, basically saying, make a decision or I'm going to kill you. Basically, is I was hoping halfway through one of his speeches, he was just going to fall over face first into the sandwich. Yeah. I thought, and, and in my mind, I'm going, that would be pretty fucking funny. If he just mid-speech was like, right. blah. And instead... We cut back. We uh, we cut to this poor black family the day after the carnage, the Confederate flag put in their house. Their car has been broken into. And we get this slow pan back and we see that he's dead on the table, but we don't see him die. We're robbed of watching him die. And I know that sounds kind of fucked up, but it's also like, no, we need that. We want to see him die. We're robbed of a lot in this movie. Cause it's like going back to all of this started because a black family moved into the neighborhood and nothing is brought up other than each night we see the mob get bigger and bigger. And then they attack this family's house. And then the next day, they're cleaning everything up and now white people are deciding to like help clean up that like that was really weird there is there oh it was no 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 i i don't know and that's why i think when we get when we get okay and I, these kind of movies are very hard when you're dealing with movies with race because this is a it's an active like we're dealing with this today yes worse like now more than 
I, well, I shouldn't say more than ever, but it's the sad thing no, is, is the fact that we're that we're dealing with it today yes. in 2022. Okay. Can I, but okay, so and, and this is a totally different vibe of a movie, but do you remember when we watched Mississippi Burning? The oh. Gene Hackman Willem Dafoe movie, right? Now, now um they're they're two different movies, but that movie is actively addressing race yeah. in the South during the civil rights movement, right? Now, this movie is made, you know, 30 years later, a different tone, sure. But the problem is that when we get to when we get to like the white the two white people helping at the end to clean up their it's like the tough part is that this movie is both trying to be satire and also trying to be social commentary. And like that review said, I actually, I want to read it again because I thought that it was, it was said so perfectly. Um, Leah Greenblatt says, um, the movie does. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, no, it's no. So I'm so sorry. It was the Rotten Tomatoes blurb, a disappointing misfire from director George Clooney. Suburbicon attempts to juggle social satire, racial commentary and murder mystery and ends up making a mess of all three. And I don't think I could have phrased it better because all three of those are severely fucked up in this movie. Yeah. And I and that's the problem is. Like making a movie trying to comment on this but you're you're making a mess of it it's not helping anything what did this do and the fact that the people in this movie and yes i have to say i'm like looking down on george clooney matt damon like um uh isaac oscar isaac oscar isaac julianne moore like Shame on you. You should know better to at least question this or be like, what? I don't know. It's, now, it's very, this movie, at, when it ended, it just made me go like, white privilege. Because you could make this movie. Sure. Because you can. Because you have money. And I don't know. Like, this movie didn't teach me anything no it didn't make me um go this is the, the unjust this is not okay like if anything it made me go how the fuck did these people that have so much power actors that have so much fame make a movie like this and not question what the fuck like what well, the fuck and and it's it's so it's i'm i'm really glad you said that because it's like not only is George Clooney a better director than this, but it's also like, at what point did they think that they were making a, you know, a good movie? And I know. And, and or like, a movie that meant something. And I know that like we, you know, we're theater people. and We know what it is to be involved in productions that were like, oh God, this isn't that good. But like, I don't think I've ever been involved in a show where like, you know, taking a step back to go like, this is fucked up. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And it's tough because there's a lot of great, talented people involved in this movie. But at the end of the day, I, 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 part of me wonders, like, did the Coen brothers pass because they were like, this isn't going to work? Um, 
Probably. And smart Two for them. Two heads are better than one. They probably like sat there going, what? Yeah. what? And you know what? I have to say, um, James or uh, Brolin, what's his name? Oh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. He probably is like, I fucking. The real winner of the movie. He, his he scene's is. getting cut. He's, I would love to have or hear his commentary. I mean, he's probably very nice about it. Like, probably doesn't say anything. But he, deep down, he's probably like, thank God. Well, who knows? I mean, I, and maybe maybe his scenes were actually funny. Who knows? I have no idea. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. And I feel like the last question we ask is pretty obvious. Uh, Melissa, do you think that Suburbicon is a good, bad movie or a bad, bad movie? It is a bad, bad movie. Yeah. It is a 7%. I I think that the, the ratings are pretty high. 7%. I mean, that's, I think, I think your scores are what they actually should have been. And I'm just going to keep my comments to myself. How about that? <laughs> um, yes. Bad, I, bad. Mm. Bad, bad movie. Uh, I, I, yeah, I agree. Now, now here's the thing. Here's the, actually, Melissa, Adam. last question. The most important question of the pod. Was it worth the dollar twenty five? You know, no. <laughs> I was. It got us like an over an hour conversation. It did, but I, Adam, like recommend three other movies that people should watch over this movie. Just that, any three, like or Miss, Mississippi Burning or Fargo. Fargo. You want just one more? Like uh, sure, like. Cohen brother movie or, Any or Coen the player. Movie. We talked about the like, player. There you go. The player, Fargo, Mississippi Burning. Watch those movies. Yeah. Holy you shit. Know, Can we watch those movies tonight? I'd watch I'd watch all those movies tonight. It's only 823. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Hell of a I, night. I'm happy we watched this and we're now able to like let our audience know. I mean, if you watch it, great. I hope it's, you're on this. I hope you're with us. It, and it is on Paramount Plus. You if know, you, if you're a subscriber, it. You know, and I wouldn't tell people not to watch this. If anything, I'd be like, watch it and see what these actors picked. Because yeah. it is, you know, Hollywood's very interesting as well. Because being famous and making money is one thing, but like. The actors that actually pick movies that have a meaning or that like matter to them really shows in their end work. And like, I would want to be the actor or the performer or the director yeah, who, or the costume designer who takes or the scenic their time that has not a lot of movies, but the movies that are on there, it's like, Holy shit! Do they know? Then it's the, the person way, that has like ten movies a year, like there are. It's it's the way that Rich used to, and I. And nobody knows who we're talking about, but like it's it's not breadth, it's depth. Yes, right. You don't need a lot of stuff. No, but the things that you do need to have an importance behind them. Because there are actors that will pick that, like it's Oscar season. Mm -hmm. There are actors that are in like three or four movies that are nominated. And this happens like every year where it's like, there's that one actor that's in everything. And you're like, what? Sure. And you know, some years 
that actor had a really good year. Mm -hmm. They just picked really good movies. And then there are other years where it's like, oh, but what if you just stuck with with this one? And Mm -hmm. I don't know. The more I get into film, thank you, Adam. You're welcome. And the more I see this, I'm like, wow, really? Um, The actors that, that, yeah, pick depth really shine in mm-hmm. the end and and not just the actors it's the directors it's again the designers oh it's of course every, it's yes ah uh, i think that 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 matters so much more so i'm i'm happy we watch this because julianne moore i've uh, if i i don't want to say she's like my favorite actress but i've always been like oh yeah you know and and matt damon mm-hmm and, and Oscar Ju- Isaac. And, yes, and George Clooney. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, it's like part of me kind of is like, "Oh, why? Why I, would you do this?" I do I uh, you know what? It kind of makes me take a step back going like, "Why Ugh. why why was this movie conceived and 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 produced?" So, it, it's clearly um a bad bad movie from both of us it is on paramount plus or at your local dollar tree maybe worth a dollar 25 who knows oh my god i'm so sorry i do have one more note yes i briefly touched on it earlier but like putting a mattress on a pool table to, to bone no or just the to kid, sleep that's where the that's where the kid or the dad or someone oh, was matt damon sleep. downstairs yeah he was gonna sleep on okay if I know anything about pool tables, which is not a lot, sure. but my dad had one. Oh, okay. And we weren't allowed to stick shit on that. Like he was like very particular about what was on the pool table. You don't even like, you don't store the pool sticks on the pool table. Seeing that mattress go on it, I was like, my dad would have a heart attack at this moment. I think some purists would have been pretty upset. Just, yeah. you know, there, it looked like, you know, the floor under the pool table. But now what about that, the paddle? Did the paddle help? I, I didn't see a ping pong table anywhere. That's fair. That's true. I don't know where that came from. Um, I mean, so let's leave it, let's leave it I, with the, the mystery of the ping pong paddle. I'm going to be getting a paddle. We don't hello, have a ping pong hello. table, but I'll get a paddle. <laughs> so we, we did, we both agree that this movie is not great, but maybe worth a view. Who knows? Um, uh, so you know you can find us in all the places where you find podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram and, and all good stuff. You could listen to us wherever. Um, next next time you hear us, we will be going back. We are definitely now going to unfamiliar Thankful. territory. We are going into the fourth Underwood movie. None We're of both us. very confused. Uh, it's no longer a prequel. Kate Beckinsale is back. We'll see what happens. Um, but until our next shitty film, I am Adam. And thanks for tuning in.